So how is the uh, how is the apex going today, bees? Uh going pretty good, I'd say. Uh, we had a couple games where we uh, did some hot drops, uh, chaotic instantly. Some games we died pretty quick. Other games we, well, we didn't. We never emerged fully victorious, but we. I would say, like personally, we emerged victors. Just like the amount of damage and kills we got in that point. <laughs> I, I would say that's a personal win. That's, <laughs> you know what, I, I, I really enjoy and I admire that, uh, that outlook on it. That's, that's good. That's some, that's some good positive thinking. Exactly. You started that whole thing and I thought, man, he is describing every Apex game ever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, we drop in and we just get killed instantly. And there's someone's like, oh, we do, you know, we live a long time, but then we die. And it's like, oh, wow. Describe my entire career playing Apex right now. Yeah, it just sounds like a normal game for me. <laughs> That's just kind of a, what I really enjoy about the game, like Apex. Uh, it's just like the movement in that game is just so beautiful. Like it's just so smooth, uh, smooth feeling. Like it just handles extremely well. I would say. That's fair. I, I will say from I don't play it so much these days, but the the Apex that I have played, it's a it's a pretty well put together game. It's it's got some good gunplay. It's got some good mo like movement. The yeah, the feel of it all. It's a it's a good experience. Well, apparently the reason for that is um it was made by I don't know I don't think it was made by like the exact same team, but a lot of the people who made uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two made Apex. Uh, okay, interesting. And which which uh does kind of explain why well, the movement is so beautiful to me because to be fair yeah well part of that also comes from like respawn also worked on like titanfall and titanfall 2 which were also very well known for this a lot of the same like good quality like movement and like just the type of mobility you're able to do like in games and stuff like that i think you've played some of those right dingo i played a couple i think well the thing i quite enjoyed about modern warfare 2 uh, is that like to me like it wasn't gameplay wise or sorry uh, some mechanic wise like it wasn't the greatest but like I would say movement wise that was probably one of the, like the greatest COD Call of Duties in my opinion. Mm. Why? <laughs> what makes you say that? I'm curious. It's just like uh, I don't know about like just newer Call of Duties. I haven't played like the absolute newest ones, but like uh, the ones leading up, the ones after like Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops One, that kind of era of Call of Duty. They just felt clunky to me, like just the way mm. that the people moved, aiming down sights, uh, right, yeah, running around shooting. It just felt doesn't didn't feel as silky smooth as like called or uh, Modern Warfare did to me. Hmm. Interesting. I don't have a whole ton of experience with those games, but I, I know some people get kind of particular with them, and I know those earlier Modern Warfare ones are pretty well loved. So, hmm. Oh yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with me, but that like era of Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare Two, maybe to like Black Ops Two, is probably like best era of Call of Duty. Yeah, I feel like I played a. I mean, I played a lot of Modern Warfare One, but I feel like Black that Ops One and Modern Warfare Two were probably where Call of Duty was best. Yeah. Well, we're at our best this week. I hope we better. Be. You better have brought your A game, boys, because uh, it's Balky Panther episode fifty-seven. Uh, it's your boy Bigby, and I'm your your boy Bees. And we got one other boy here. You want to introduce yourself? Oh, I'm Dingo. 
Hey. I, I don't know why I thought you were going to introduce me, and I was just waiting. And well, I was like, oh, nor, to I'm be fair, okay. nor, normally I do, but I I think it's kind of one of those things like you're you used to be like the guest here right like you know you yeah. come over and and it's like oh hey how you doing y'all do all the host stuff now you're like that friend who like comes over a lot and now you just like you 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 know you know where the cups are like you don't need me to like yeah. <laughs> uh, that's actually true of of my real apartment as well <laughs> uh. but yeah uh no that's it like you you can introduce yourself it's dingo we 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 all know. Yeah, uh, we all Dingo. Yeah, it's our it's yeah. our lovely friend. Um, I gotta tell you, Dingo. I got a thing in the mail uh, this past week, and I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. And I think it's something you would really appreciate. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, something I backed on Kickstarter a little while ago, actually, because it's uh was put out by some uh, artists uh, that I follow on Twitter. Um, go look up, uh, go look up Logan Stahl, Ollie Schermacher, Elaine Gruder. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know that I am. Uh, check them out. They're real cool. Uh, great, great artists. Uh, this little book is something they put out as a Kickstarter project, as I mentioned. Uh, and, uh, it's called Burzok's Mercenary Handbook, a catalog of applied force agents for the discerning negotiator. <laughs> This I'm sorry, book, you gotta say that all again. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, probably not helped by the fact that I am not exactly sober, so I will try to okay. say this a little more clearly. Burzok's Mercenary yeah. Handbook, a catalog of applied force agents for the discerning negotiator. Okay. It is pretty great. It's basically this whole art book that's full of all these different, like, crazy bounty hunter, like, or, like, mercenary type, like, characters. And it's basically all this really cool art done of them. And then all of this extra, like, backstory given to them about, like, you know, their past and, like, what they're able to do and just all this extra detail about them. It's basically something you can use for, like, you know, tabletop RPG stuff so you can, like, you know, base characters around it or use it as, like, a character reference type thing. I just like it a lot for the art and the concept and stuff and, uh, like, their artwork a lot. And a lot of the concepts yeah. are some of the characters and everything are really neat. So it's, uh, it's quite cool. But, um, next time I'm able to, I definitely have to show it to you because I think it's something you would really, really dig uh it's definitely up your alley it's just like the the whole like it's every single one like the characters all have this neat concept but then it's like i don't know the the way they design the characters they're all really colorful and really like wildly varying but they're all kind of playing off like different tropes but it's uh they they range from anything from like you know like what you'd expect from like a almost like star wars-esque kind of bounty hunter to like some just wild like (laughs) My boyfriend, because uh, we were talking about the whole thing with the Digimon stuff earlier, and he came by and he like looked at it on the page and he just pointed. And he's like, "That's a Digimon," and then just walked away. <laughs> so, give you an idea of kind of the the visual range, the the aesthetic range that you're getting with it. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. I mean, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now, and I gotta say, I really like the design for Draws of Many Eyes. <laughs> Oh, which one was he? I had to look. He has up. like the remember. bird almost on his shoulder, and he's just like carrying this rifle. Okay. Uh, he has like a giant one eye like oh. on his head. If you it. if you can find them, uh, a one good one is Moses Anachak, uh, Slip Space Troubadour. I think you'd really appreciate him. 
okay. Stu might appreciate him actually because I feel like he'd almost be like kind of Outer Wilds esque a little bit. Uh, but then there's also uh, <laughs> Prime Duelist Cock Massif. Yes, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> He's, I just gotta say, one of my favorites. He's pretty great. Oh, <laughs> He's like this, like dashing, like uh, he'd be like the the big, like uh, like womanizing, like ladies man who's like all super like fancy and everything, and like uh, like really pomp and like full of himself and shit. But his like his head's just his little robot head <laughs> with like a little screen. Like he's not even really. <laughs> he's like this big handsome man who just has like a screen for a face that doesn't really have a face, and I I really enjoy that. Oh yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Looks really good. This art. Yeah, it's really awesome. They they do some good stuff, and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool to because like I've had the PDF for a bit, but I hadn't even really looked through that that much because I really wanted to just enjoy the like physical having that there, and it was yeah. really cool to like. It's really rad having it here, like this physical little book. It it feels I don't know. It's it, it's really interesting seeing something like that going from like that kind of idea to like being like manifested like that. Like it's. It's kind of impressive to me in a way. Uh, how big is the book? It's not that big. It's big enough, I would say. Like I, I wouldn't want it to be much smaller than it is, but I wouldn't want it. Like at the same time, like if it were a bit bigger, it wouldn't be a problem. But I think it's, it's. I know it's kind of typical for like, uh, you know, what you'd expect from like a graphic novel release. Yeah. That's kind of that oh, sort yeah. of paperback style. Um, it is paperback. It's not like a hardcover or anything like that. I guess I'll say too. Um, it's got like a nice glossy cover, but it it looks really nice. Um, I'm reading it's like roughly a hundred pages. Yeah, something like that. It feels thick. the The paper that they used for the the like actual like pages is like a. I wouldn't. It definitely would say like a cardstock, but it's like a thicker like card sheet sort of paper. Like it, it's not quite like a. It's not like thin loose pages. It it feels very nice. Feels sturdy almost. I guess I'd say. <laughs> Oh okay, yeah. No, I feel I like really sturdy is not a descriptor you typically would apply to a book, but <laughs> I don't know. There's some sturdy books out there. Oh, I, I'm sure there are. Like some uh, these books can be used as weapons. Let's be serious. Well, yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Pick up a fucking encyclopedia and just throw it down. <laughs> oh, you man. can take on anyone with one of those. You thought bringing a gun to a knife fight was bad. <laughs> Oh, bring man. an encyclopedia. Yeah, well, everybody's fucking speaking of words, everybody's on the fucking wordle these days. Man, yes. I, I've been seeing that like all over social media, and like I, I understand like what it is now, but like at the time, I had no clue what it was. There was definitely a stage where I was first seeing yeah. some of the tweets of people like posting their scores and shit, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> like, I don't even know. In a way, though, it was kind of like clever uh, building that in as a way to like share your score and stuff. Like it yeah. was clever for like uh, almost like from a viral marketing standpoint. No, I yeah, I think that's why it's become so popular because oh, people yeah. are just sharing their scores and people are like, nah, I got to be good at this. I can't let my yeah. friends think I'm dumb. Yeah, I gotta well, be better. well, it's that. And it's also the fact that like when you look at it, if you haven't played the game, you don't know what the fuck that's referring to. Oh yeah. But people, it's always wordle. Like they always has the word in there. So you know what to go and Google basically. Yeah. Cause you have to find out what this thing's about. Cause everybody's doing it. It's, mm -hmm. it's interesting. I can see why the New York times wanted to snatch it up, but yeah, so far 
I think it was Zoo or somebody had said like uh, just waiting for it to become like an ad-ridden mess, but thankfully that doesn't seem to have happened yet. Yeah, give it time. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I would see like early like yeah tweets like Facebook sasses, yes, just uh, about it, and all I would see is like Wardle and like these green squares, and I'm looking at it, like what does this mean? I like I don't know what this means at all. What is this riddle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i only first saw it though on the news honestly on the news oh really yeah oh, it really? the news. it was kind of wild damn wow that's man there's <laughs> i don't know like is wordle really newsworthy though say, it must have been a slow news day i feel like it oh i think it's more just newsworthy in terms of like how it, like how such a large audience has been created around this game, little game. Yeah, just out of nowhere. That is true. I can respect that in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's admirable. I'm pretty sure, like, from what I remember hearing, like, one dude just made it, and that was just, like, something he put out just for fun for, like, him and some friends and family and stuff. And then Yeah, like... I think he said something about his wife or something. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that was uh, what happened back in the day with Flappy Bird. If you guys ever played that? Yeah, well, that was way weirder because wasn't there like a bunch of like mudslinging and shit about like he was doing some weird shit and trying to like get ads or something and like stole art from like Nintendo or some oh, other fucking I don't or something? Now. And, oh, yeah, I don't really recall that. either. I just remember it not like World just feels like other than like maybe the NY Times buyout, I guess, just from like a eh, I would have liked this to not stay whatever it was but yeah. at the same time i i don't know what expense that was on the guy who made it because i'm sure server space is not that easy to keep up with so mm-hmm. you know it's fine as long as it just stays like it is right now i don't really have a problem with who owns it right at the moment but my so main like, thing, a killing. Like, yeah well it's just i don't know everybody just kind of loves it and it's just kind of a fun thing and it's it yeah. all feels very very nice we're all yeah. just doing Doing word puzzles. And yeah, it's just one of those <laughs> simple like brain teasers kind of get your mind going. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Um, and then we're competing. <laughs> yeah, we're and there's competition That's why. It, oh, that's why that's it's what it is. <laughs> I'm True, still I'm better. still not done today's where we're <laughs> recording, and I'll just say today's is uh what the fuck's the number for today it's like 240 uh, something yeah 244 today just so you yeah. then y'all y'all know it's a friday recording uh but it's uh basically i'm i am four guesses deep and boys i have no fucking idea what this i, I think for this word in the terms of our group i did the best wow <laughs> Just, you know, not to stroke my own <laughs> ego or anything. Oh, uh, just a little stroke. <laughs> just a... <laughs> Dango's on the show tonight just giving himself a little stroke. It's all good. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've still never actually, like, played it. I, I do know, like, what it is, though. You could get in on the competition, man. <laughs> I what, guess, you like, you I haven't guess, like, tried Wordle? I have not actually like physically. What are you living under a rock? I'm gonna post the link in our Discord, and I'll just let you do what you want to (laughs) do. Now, the one thing though that's important about Wordle: what are your first words, and what's your strategy when you start? 
What's your strategy? Okay, first thing I'm going to say, I don't know what you guys do. I play the game on hard mode. What does that mean? Yeah, what, what is hard if mode? you go into the settings, there is a hard mode option. And what the hard mode will do, oh, I guess I don't have it on. I thought I did, but okay. I did not know this, actually. Oh, yeah. So hard mode, any revealed hints must be used in subsequent guesses. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can't just throw out some random word that doesn't have any of the letters that you've seen so far. The only one you can do that really is your first guess, and then if you don't get anything, then you just kind of have to keep going. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess that does make it harder, but I don't. I also don't really see as like a huge advantage to be able to do that because you're still essentially wasting, not wasting, I guess, but you're essentially giving up getting like an earlier or better score to try to just get as many letters out of the way as possible. I see it's just a fine risk slash reward thing. Oh yeah. And that's totally fair. I just did it as a challenge. Cause there's definitely some points where I fucking sit there and I'm just like, man, I don't I need, know what I need the more information. <laughs> yeah. Like I am lacking something here. Some piece of the puzzle. I you'd think, cause right now I have two green letters and yeah. one yellow, you think I'd fucking know at this point. I'd be able to kind of piece it together because I know what the yellow I have right now, it can only be in two possible positions. So it's like, I just need to figure out what other two letters go with the other ones. But I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a mystery to me right now. Okay. I think I already know, but for B's here, your first word, what is it? I... I don't know how this game works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let I'm me. So let me. Letters and I can't do anything else. Okay. So what you're supposed to do, the way it works, you have to guess five letter words. And the idea is when you guess your first word, it will basically show you the letters will go one of three colors. If it's black, it's not in the word. That letter is not going to be in the word that you're trying to guess. Okay. If it goes green, then it's in the right letter and it's in the right position, which means that that letter, like you, you got that one. That one is correct in like, you know, the first or the third or whatever letter is, is that if it goes yellow, then that means it is in the word, but you didn't get it in the right position. Oh, okay. So I actually, so I have to guess actual words. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's, I thought not, it's not just random letters. I, yeah. I thought it was like hangman where I just like guess a letter and it's like, no, you're right. Nah. You're wrong. Yeah. But the whole trick is you have only six guesses to get it. Oh. So if you don't get it in six guesses, you lose. And the other thing with it is everybody gets the same word for the day. It's, it's almost like a word search in a, in a oh. newspaper. Everybody oh. has the same puzzle. So oh, that's yeah. the whole thing why people are sharing scores because when you get the win, it'll show up a little thing and you'll actually, if you keep it in your browser, like it'll track it in your local memory there and it'll uh, it'll track like your score history and stuff. So I always play it on my PC because I have oh. my scores there. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, basically it'll track those statistics. But when you win too, it'll also, or like when you finish around, it'll give you an option to like share your score. And it'll paste it out as that whole little emoji thing that you've seen. And then you can share that with other people. And the idea is you can share that without showing what your oh, guesses were, because it's just showing okay. how many guesses it took you to get to it now and it what your guesses sense. all looked like. Yeah, it's like it's like you just unlocked the, 
the chest with the key. Literally, that's well, that's literally what you just did. You just unlocked it for me. It's like oh. I I I came up and I unlocked you, and that's it. Okay, so I got a G and an, I guess great. I got G and E correct, but just not in the correct positions. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, don't say any more. Okay. Because if you do, because remember, we have the same puzzle, and I'm not done yet, and I didn't, you oh, said okay. one of the letters, I didn't know that was one of the letters. Oh, my bad. But okay. that's... But it was interesting, oh, well, you started yeah, I... the word great. Okay, no, here's the thing, I have to address this. Because as B said that, as I addressed him saying that, yeah. my boyfriend walked by and heard, and he was here earlier, and he was watching me struggle with this fucking thing. Yeah, and he was like, he looked at it for a few minutes. He's like, I think I know the word, and he's like, Do you want me to give you a hint? And I'm like, No, I want to figure this out myself. No. I was very adamant. <laughs> and then he heard me walk by and heard that I basically just got a hint from these, <laughs> and he's like, He's like, Oh, <laughs> you just. It, it was a, it was G. Yeah, he just he just gave me this knowing fucking nod, like, oh yeah, that's it. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, so good lord. Guess the word. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know what it would be. <laughs> what? Okay, this has just become the fucking like the Wordle cast, the word the Wordle fan cast. Yes. Well. Uh, okay. No. Wait. For oh. B's sake, I have to know. Oh. It was great, your first word? Yes. Okay, okay. Very interesting word. Is there, is there a reason behind it, or was it just, like, random? Like, okay. It was, it was, it was um... I was trying to come up with a five-letter word, and I kept coming up with six-letter words, and I was like, oh, uh... Great, that's a word. Okay, I'll just try this. Okay, great. Okay, okay. Plus, good. It, has, plus it has two vowels, and you can't go wrong with adding... Yeah, vowels. okay. So, yeah, it's the first of me... My strategy, get as many vowels in there as humanly possible and oh, try yeah. to get them all out of the way. Yeah. So, yeah. like, my first word that I use is audio. Because it has four. Okay. And usually one of them gets go goes off. That's, you know, I'll say, that's not a bad one. I, I okay, I, so... If, I would say that if there's a problem with the word, is that some of the letter or the placement of the vowels is not ideal. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I mean, if you're trying to, like, get it green, I suppose. Yes, I'm just trying I, to get them in there. I find for first guess, I just want as many letters that aren't black as possible, I guess, yeah. just because then I, I, have, I feel like I have more certainty from that. You have a bigger ballpark to work with. Yeah, because, I mean, black, like, because that's the thing, you get all black, that's not like you don't get anything. You you still get some value. You learn which things aren't there, which is still something in this game. But I feel like green or, or yellow just gives you more information. I oh. guess like it's a it's a much more certain result. But yeah, I don't know. I I I'm definitely on that same game though of just try to get as many vowels as possible. Like I um, I'm still really fond of Aegis as a starting word. I don't. Think, I think getting the S in there is pretty good. I feel like that's a common letter. That is a pretty. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, S is it also a good word to, or letter. I mean, to try to get in there early. Yeah, well, that's what I like about it because you get A, E, and I, which are in a, quite a few words. I would say, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe the statistics really aren't that accurate on that. But uh, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it hits quite a few, but I've been switching it up a little bit, though. I've used, like, Scout as one a few times. Uh, Scion is another one I used today, actually. Oh, my God. that's I feel like that could be, like, a solution word right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe someday I'll get really lucky and I'll fucking just get it in one and I can post yeah. that in the Discord. Just one green line. <laughs> like, just if I see that before I do it, like, I know uh, what word it is, and I'm just going to put it in right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch it's not even gonna be that word and no. i'll have like baited you so hard <laughs> it's like i'm on galaxy brain shit here dingo i'm like thinking like 20 moves ahead oh my god <laughs> uh, no i don't think that i'm capable of that uh oh man um i like what well oh no no i'm not i'm just you know, ending this little segment by saying I enjoy Wordle. Wordle's pretty dope. I mean, I do think. I've only yeah played like within this like ten minutes. I have only made four guesses, and already I can see like okay, I can see why people play this now. If I don't yeah. see you in our Discord putting up answers, I'm gonna be very displeased. See, oh, now yeah. I'm gonna be embarrassed because I'm gonna have only like gray boxes, and I don't want to post that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sometimes you gotta face the the yeah. humiliation head on. Yeah, yeah right. that is true. Because the one the next day you're gonna get like third try or second try, and you're gonna I've had, I've had some dunk, good ones. dunk on all of us. Oh, come in there like Jordan, just like yeah, Fuck yeah. You. I got this shit. You ain't even fucking no. Uh, though I will say four, I feel like is a really common like amount of guesses. That's like I feel like kind of the average. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's four is my average. Yeah, that because like I look at my score distribution, I've played thirty one. I've only lost one, so my win percentage is at fucking ninety seven. I haven't actually lost any yet. Oh no! Damn, there was one, and it pissed me off. Let me find it. <laughs> I don't remember what the number was, but I can show you my guesses because I sent it to somebody else because it was fucking whack. Um, let me just fucking get this and I can send it in our Discord. Uh, yeah, because basically it just... What it basically was and what you'll more or less see it fucking... Uh, yeah, there we go. It basically just was that situation where it could have been a bunch of different words. And oh, it was yeah. more than the number of guesses that I had, and I just got really goddamn oh, lucky. Yeah. I feel like that sixth guess, though, was really goddamn stupid. <laughs> I feel like the odds that it was that was pretty slim, but it accepted it, so... That is an, an unfortunate... What did it end up being? Oh, it was tangy. Oh, God. I was That's so a nasty mad. word. I was yeah, so really. mad. I was so upset. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Tangy. I will say, the fact that you guessed wary and got the Y right away, I think is really good. That is pretty good. It, it was I good. I would never guess why. It was good, but the problem was, it like it didn't There's help me in the end. Because <laughs> it went from weary to hasty, and then I did tacky, and then I'm like, okay, I got the T and the A at the start, the Y at the end. It's two letters in the fucking between those two. So were you doing was... hard mode at this point? Oh, probably. Okay, okay, that's fair. Because for me, I would not have done the A and the Y in the second guess. I would have just straight up been like, okay, let's get a few more letters. <laughs> and just do a completely different yeah. word. That's fair. I don't know. I just have my own strategy with it. But I, I see the validity in that, too. 
Oh yeah. Um, I guess the only thing for me is, I guess I just look at it as like my way of going at it. I feel like I have a better chance of potentially getting the actual word if I try and play to the letters that oh, yeah, I know. For sure. But at the same time, yeah, like I, I definitely get what you mean too. Like generally, when I'm formulating guesses, especially like first couple guesses, I'm usually trying to hit like as many words as I that I haven't already guessed. Mm-hmm. Usually those ones I will always try to avoid like double letters and shit. Even though I know it can happen, I usually try to avoid it just because I know I can get more coverage for later on. But then again, of course, that kind of line of thinking, you're never going to get that fucking like if a double letter word comes up, you're not going to get that first guess with that kind of thinking. (laughs) Yeah, like my second guess is always like completely different. Essentially, I try to make sure to get the E in there and then just some common letters. Yeah, yeah. I, try, I just tried where like uh, I have like uh, different vowels were uh, than my first word to see if like any others are in there. But it didn't really work out too well. The one thing I've noticed with this game getting popular, though, is there's also like a lot of fucking like <laughs> a lot of fucking weird like knockoff versions of it now. Oh, yeah. It was the same thing with like Flappy Bird. Uh, again, bringing oh, that God. back up because that, that is a fair comparison. After that game got taken off the marketplace, oh my word! <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's some weird shit. Like I know there was one. I think I saw that was like it, it was trending on Twitter, and I was like, what the fuck. And it was basically like this Taylor Swift version of Wordle. Huh. Like, I think words for like lyrics from her song. I, I don't know exactly oh, okay. what the deal was, but like, it was like this Taylor Swift centric version. And it's like, oh, the internet like finally did it kind of thing. And it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but the craziest one I've seen, and I'll see if I can find it again, but I'm pretty sure it was called Quirtle. And. I don't quite understand how it worked, but I think the idea is essentially <laughs> you are playing like simultaneously four different games of Wordle. <laughs> no way. That's it it is some weird shit. <laughs> this is incredible. That's just like <laughs> Wordle for tryhards. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot more guests. It <laughs> really it really got no no, because here's the thing. You are playing four of them at once. Oh, so whatever letters you put in one, you could put in all of them. Yeah, it's not like you just guess one at a time. You guess like all four of them simultaneously. Oh, yeah, that's wild. But yeah, it, it's it's weird, but like it's kind of interesting just find stuff like that. But it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's there. It, it, it you are right, bees. It is very much like when you know Flappy Bird. It's it's. I don't know the fact like you have like big news covering it and you have like all these knockoffs and stuff. It really is like the big fad right now. Well, even the fact that the New York Times like bought this game, like that's just pretty insane to me. Like this one developer uh, one day was just like, I'm going to make this game. And then now it's picked up by the biggest newspaper in the world. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's definitely cool that like one dude just like just for shits and giggles made like a really simple thing that and part of what i like about and i I know some people have talked on it too is like the fact that there's only one per day 
You can't like play yeah. more of it. There's not like more that you can do. There's some out there that like knockoffs of it now that basically let you do that and just play it for free and just to do it as many times as you want to. I don't think that's a bad thing, but you know, I, I like the idea that it's just, it's just, you know, it all it asks you to do is go on, play it once, and then you can just go on about the rest of your day. And it's, it's nice in a certain sense, especially when you have so many video games these days that are just like, Hey, play me forever. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Don't don't Please. leave me. I love you. There is no other video games. There is just... <laughs> there is only a me. Man, okay, really small detour, but I just had this thought and it reminded me of something earlier. Whack as hell. I don't understand Windows. I fucking booted up my computer earlier and it, like <laughs> The fucking my RAM usage I have in my system thirty two gigabytes of RAM. That's a lot I know, of RAM. That's quite a bit of RAM. You want to know what my RAM usage was? What thirty two? Normally, well, let me tell you. Baseline, we're talking fifteen twenty percent. I'm yeah. running a few background things. I got enough going on that you know that's that's fine. But I have thirty two gigs. There's a lot. That twenty percent. There's still plenty of room for other oh, yeah, stuff. Plenty. I fucking get off work today. I get on my machine. RAM usage, 90%. (laughs) Oh, wow. Are there video games running? Fuck no. (laughs) Oh, wow. What's running? All the normal shit that I have, like Discord and like Wallpaper Engine and some other stuff. But like, and yeah, like those are things that use processing power. Like it's not like they don't, you know, use anything. Of course. But again, those are within the normal baseline. <laughs> I, I, I like, was it just like for a second when you boot it on? Or was it like for like a <laughs> few minutes? It was like ninety percent. <laughs> no, no, no. It just stayed there. And at you, first, okay. I thought, okay, so I went in. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? Open the task manager, right? Yeah. First thought, and I see like Corsair has this one fucking thing going. So I have some, you know, I have some RGB shit. I, you know, I'm I'm that kind of guy. I'll be straight up. I'm I know what I'm about. <laughs> uh yeah so and i'm like okay and like that one was running like a lot i don't know i'm not quite sure what was going on there but that one was stupid high for some reason but that didn't seem to really bring it down much it went from like 90 to 88 percent, and i'm like what the fuck and then i went and I, I noticed after i did a reboot and nothing had like changed i i had checked again and i noticed something and it's goddamn windows because for some goddamn reason, when fucking updates come in, there's some background process that just like decides, hey, I'm just going to fucking annihilate your RAM. <laughs> I'm just going to like eat all your memory. And uh, then like the only thing that really resolves it is going and installing the Windows update, basically. <laughs> and I don't know like what the fucking deal is with that. Yeah, that is a, a tad odd. Because I did that. I went in, installed the Windows update, rebooted my RAM usage back to normal back to the baseline they're bullying you into doing updates it's bullshit (laughs) this is microsoft oppression (laughs) they're just holding your ram hostage until you get this update like i have 32 gigs why did installing a windows update like give me back like Like we're talking like sixty to seventy percent of my RAM just gone because a Windows yeah. update needed to run, and then when I did that, I got it back. What? <laughs> that is that <sighs> is really ridiculous. Like, yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. I do not get it, but 
here. So here's the thing. I know, <laughs> I know I just jumped off the wordle thing for a moment. Cause I, yeah. I had that thought. I, I'm going to say I'm a little erratic tonight. I'm just kind of all over the place. Um, but I know I talked about how that I really appreciated how that only wanted to take like a few minutes of your time yeah. and how it wasn't like a video game that was trying to suck up like all of your time. So I'm going to talk about a video game that's been sucking up all my time lately uh, because I know this is something that you have also been very uh, anxious to talk about as well, Dingo. Are we doing and, it? Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> okay. Start us <laughs> it, off. We're, we're, we are well past the 30 minute mark. We are more than in the green to start fucking diving into this. And I apologize, Bees, because I don't believe you've played this yet. But I, I think you'll appreciate the discussion nonetheless. And I think you'll be interested. Though, I guess, okay. Oh, what Pokemon, le- oh. Pokemon, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down to talk. <laughs> Arceus? I don't know how you pronounce it. How do you I, pronounce I it? I assume Mingo? it's Arceus. I've... See, that's what I thought, but I think Stu pronounced it differently the other night when I was talking to him, and I, I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> oh, man, so, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say, just off the top, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Kind of fucking love it. <laughs> Solid game, I've heard. It's I've heard pretty good. good it's pretty it. great. Oh, man, like, okay, so, like, here's the thing. I got it somewhat on a whim. Like I'd heard a lot of good things about it. I knew it had been pretty well received. There were people that like I followed on Twitter and stuff that like, you know, they, they were getting into it and they were people who like would normally be a lot more critical of this sort of stuff. And I was like, huh? Okay. Like it's winning these people over. Like that's interesting. It must be good then. And I, I was kind of intrigued by the idea when I first saw the trailers and stuff, but you know, it was also kind of like, but is it like actually going to be any good? Like, because, you know, it looks good on paper, but it's one of those things that you could easily botch the execution of, I think. And I'm going to say, aside from some, a few technical glitches and a few places where it feels like they maybe had to cut some corners, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty rad. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. I mean, yeah, just from like the gameplay that I've seen, it's just like it's just such a breath of fresh air into the that's, Pokemon gaming world. Well, that's so it. here's the thing. I fucking lost my mind playing at the one point because it was like I think when I was first playing it, and it was the first time you get out, and I was in like one of the early like first few like times I got into like a Pokemon battle with a wild Pokemon. Yeah. Which that whole experience in this is way different than any of the other games before this, like wildly different to begin with. But when I was in the fight, one thing I'd already observed at that point, because I'd already been in a trainer, ba- uh, trainer battle before this, was how the battle arena just like it, it just there's no like, oh, we're going to scene transition into a thing like the trainer battles kind of have that because they want to do the, you know, the little flourish where they have like the, you know, trainer that you're going up against have like kind of a little animation and stuff like oh, yeah. that's fine. I'm OK with that. It's a nice little convention, uh, but like the the arena that you're fighting in isn't like, oh, it's some other like little battle arena that's kind of like themed for kind of the area that you're in roughly. No, it just you're there in the overworld still like you still see your trainers there. You still see the Pokemon there. It's all to scale. There's not anything getting shifted around. It's just the battle UI just pops up over top of the world map that you're already in. And it feels really cool. Like there's definitely some points like in the main overworlds where like 
Pokemon position gets a little bit weird and clashes with the environment sometimes a little bit. Yeah. But for the most part, it feels way more immersive. But what really blew my mind was that first fight against wild Pokemon. And I accidentally bumped the joystick you used to like walk around and stuff. And I noticed my character could still walk around while the battle was happening. And I can move around and reposition myself and move the camera and get all these different like angles and vantages on the fight. And I was like, a part of me was hoping and wondering it might have some sort of mechanical uh, implication. But even though it didn't, man, like it's still really cool. Like it's, it's such an interesting feature. Like it doesn't really do anything, but it lets you like, I don't know. It makes you feel like you're, you're still like you, you can move around the fight. You can run around. Like, I don't know it in a certain way, I guess if I really had to sum it up would just be, it feels kind of like the Pokemon that like the TV show used to promise to me as a kid where I can run around, I can just throw balls at Pokemon and catch them or I can get into fights and stuff. I don't know. Like it feels like there's a lot more flexibility to how you can kind of go about doing things that the original games, like that formula they've been following for so many years, never really let you do. Yeah, that's definitely a good comparison because yeah, like if you ever watch a TV show, when you were uh yeah when you were a kid yeah you have that uh you saw that the characters yeah could run around in the battlefield uh yeah they're not locked there you just have all these angles and yeah like you said it just you finally have that ability to kind of uh just experience the the way they did in the show i gotta say for this game, it's the little things that make me really like this game. Like you oh. were talking about how you, the how your character can like move around the arena as your Pokemon are fighting. If you like try to get like in between the Pokemon and the Pokemon like do whatever the, their move is, your guy will actually get hit by the move. Yeah, yeah I noticed that. Ass ass. <laughs> See, that was making <laughs> uh, the first thing that came to my mind is um that one scene, the first Pokemon movie where Ash runs in front of like Mewtwo's attack and gets turned yeah. into a statue. I was thinking like you could live that scene now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be pretty great. I honestly, if Mewtwo were to show up in this game, I would probably kind of lose it. Like that'd be pretty wild. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I feel like it'd be kind of like that really like fanboy thing to get really hype over. But at the same time, that would be pretty rad in this game. Oh, yeah. And like, because here's the thing. There's very few aspects of this game I really dislike. Like there's I love so much of it because like a part of me even like I feel like the thing I I like the least, I guess, if I had to say anything is like the story. But I don't dislike the story in concept. I just think the writing's a little bit kind of. It's a little weak. It's very on the nose. It's not very nuanced. Oh, yeah. I heard the story is like atrocious, but you don't. I Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't think it's atrocious. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's it actually. Oh, okay. I, I think it's actually probably one of the best and most engaging ones. Like, I I don't know. I played some Sun and Moon. I played X and Y. Did not really give a shit. Well, I mean, especially compared to those stuff. games. Yeah, I would say but, in terms of Pokemon, like the pinnacle of story is black and white. And That's I would fair. say this That's game is, yeah, I don't think it reaches that height, but it's kind of close. Like it has a, the foundation there that it's like, wow, you could like go into detail about yeah. a lot of these things, like how you have these two clans that really don't like okay. each other and have Actually. completely different religious beliefs. Oh yeah, you yeah. should dig into that more. 
instead oh of just God. this. No, I'm right. No, you are. And yeah okay well can i can i spoil this yes. whole like story detail for you bees like is that a big deal for you oh sure i don't yeah it, it's, it. it's not like a big plot detail it's just more like a, a neat thing that they spring out like part way through like the early part of the game to kind of like reveal like more of the world because the whole thing like okay so <laughs> can i okay can i like spoil like the first like little bit of the game and like what happens like do you know about any of the story for it uh, yeah, you can, you can. I mean, no, I don't really know the story, but you can spoil it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, essentially, I had thought with the way that they presented it from the trailers, I didn't look at a whole lot of other content. I kind of went in a little bit blind because I kind of wanted to see what it was all going to be like. But like, I had some idea. Like, it wasn't like I didn't know, but at the same time, I didn't. I didn't know all the details because I wanted to be a little bit surprised. And uh, but yeah, like. I had thought you were just going to be like someone in like ancient Sinnoh, basically this Hisui region, as they call it in, in the basically back at this point. And it's not that <laughs> what actually happens is you at the beginning, you're like talking to Arceus, basically oh. like communing with God more or less. Oh, okay. And you pick like which character model you want to be, which is basically boy or girl. And, but now you can pick skin tones. Uh, although I think that's been in the games for a few, a little bit now. Um, X and y, yeah. Yeah. And then you basically get sent down into ancient Sinnoh, but you are like from modern times. Like you show up there in like t-shirt shorts and sandals. <laughs> like you are, Damn. you are just like a, a modern ass person. And then you land down and you end up meeting uh, professor Laventa, who of course is like this game's Pokemon professor. Um, he, he's like, you know, you're, you're Oak or what have you. But I was really intrigued because he had a patch on his jacket that looked, kind of familiar it was different but it looked a lot like the team galactic logo from diamond and pearl oh no and here's the thing you end up actually getting recruited into and working as a member of the survey corps for what is referred to as galaxy team which is basically proto team galactic and you work under commander cyrell who is basically very obviously meant to be like the ancestor of cyrus who is the leader of team galactic in diamond and pearl <laughs> damn and here's the thing the whole deal is that they're there basically to like make a new home for themselves like free of war and strife as fucking uh captain komodo puts it i believe uh but the whole or kamado i think is actually how you pronounce it sorry I think it's like um, kamado yeah, yeah. But basically, they're there trying to do that, but they're there with all this like newfangled technology and all this. But there's these two older clans that live on the island, and both of these clans uh, worship a god by the name of Sinnoh. And Sinnoh is very obviously meant to be obviously partly where the name of the region and in you know modern days yeah. comes from, but it's also clearly very obviously Arceus that they're referring to but it's interesting because the two clans which are uh well I'll get to that in a moment but the two clans each have uh they have conflict there's a, a religious schism basically between the two groups and they've actually been at war with each other in the past uh and they they kind of and for a Pokemon game I'm kind of impressed that they actually kind of hint that there was like real violence between the two of them and like they kind of had to like 
they basically both kind of wanted to stop the bloodshed a little bit, but they also really don't agree with each other on some very fundamental things religiously. And that basically comes down to they don't agree on what the main aspect of the god is. One tribe believes that the god is purely based around being a god of space. And the other god, of course, believes them to be, or the other tribe believes them to be a god of time. And these tribes are the Diamond Clan and the Pearl Clan. Hold up. (laughs) (laughs) Laying the groundwork. Yeah, like straight up. It it is honestly pretty interesting, though. It's a... I don't know, like this whole thing of like dealing with like spirituality and like religious groups and stuff like that in Pokemon is, I feel ground they have not really tread too much before, and it's pretty neat. It's pretty interesting. Uh, But again, the writing is, eh, it can can be good, but it's not as good as I would like it to be. Though I I found as I've been working through, it's been getting better because I'm like, I kind of just got through like the third big boss fight basically. And it, that, that little storyline for like the, the coastline area was actually kind of nice. I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. I think, uh, in terms of like the small stories, that's probably one of the better ones. It definitely felt like it. The, the like the first one with the big fucking uh, axe Pokemon that was yeah. like that one was neat, but it wasn't like the best. I, I kind of enjoyed the whole thing of like the initial part of it where there was like all the chatter where like oh you hear about this like crazy fucking Pokemon that's just fucking everybody up, and then like you have to go out and like deal with it. I thought that was kind of fun in in what they had kind of already established about the world. Uh, as you being like this, you know, you have to go on an adventure. Okay, uh, well, okay. There's one thing I have to talk about. <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah, I, have, I have a lot of things to say. Yeah, oh no, uh, I do. I do want to hear your thoughts more, though, Dingo. I, I've said a lot yeah. already, but the one thing I have to address that kind of fucked me up early, though, was like, <laughs> and one thing I actually really, really appreciated is a really the one thing I'll say that they did get very well as a subtle detail was the fact that because you are from like the modern times who are like super used to working with and training Pokemon and catching them and everything that like when you show up and it's super like natural for you to just start catching Pokemon and doing battles with them and stuff. And everyone is like, how the fuck can you do that? <laughs> like yeah. Pokemon are terrifying. How can you just approach them so easily and start like catching them in balls and stuff? Like, and like they're, they're like legitimately like afraid of these things. Cause, and I mean, you can't blame them because they do put it into some perspective where they're like, yeah, this fucking little rat just shot a fucking lightning bolt at me. Yeah. I'm kind of fucking terrified. And the game helps with that in that they actually like, because you as a trainer in this game now actually can suffer harm from Pokemon, which is another really interesting feature they added to this. Um, like it lends some credence, but it is really funny when Professor Leventon's bringing you back to town, parading you because he's like, "This man caught three Pokemon." <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? And everyone's like, "Oh wait, awesome. hold on, no, no, okay." Here's the thing, bees. You say that as a joke. There is literally a line that somebody says that's like, "Whoa, no one, no, no one in our survey crore is able to do that." Like, who, who can catch three Pokemon? <laughs> Like, Damn. there's literally a point where, um, because you're like rival, quote unquote, character. I wouldn't really call her your rival, but she's kind of the character that fills that role that you would normally expect in like the traditional games. Uh, well, I say she because I picked the male character. She picked, she just, they're the character that ends up whatever the other one you didn't pick was. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
but they're basically literally like when you get back the first time like oh yeah like technically you can carry like six pokemon with you but uh, no one's been good enough to manage that many (laughs) i got to that like very quickly yes so I I don't know. It was uh it was just kind of funny to me, but I, I liked it. There was a nice narrative subtlety there that I appreciated, but it was also really funny. <laughs> oh no. I think they did a really good job at capturing the idea of, hey, what would Pokemon the world of Pokemon be like in terms of like human civilization before Pokemon have essentially been uh, adapted to live with humans? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it captures that very well. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, it is interesting, and I do really like the whole thing of trainers uh, being in danger and everything. <laughs> One comparison my boyfriend made that I thought was really funny was the boss fights and how he basically compared them Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. And I think in a way it is almost kind of like a Dark Souls light because there is a big reliance on the dodge rolls. And I did laugh really, really hard when I got into the, I think it was like the second one against Lilligant. And it it basically gives you a pop-up basically explaining to you how iframes work. Yes. Damn. (laughs) It's literally like trying to teach you the basics. Like, are the boss fights as complex and as well put together as Dark Souls? No, I'm not saying that at all. But there is a certain similarity to how the mechanics work for those yes. fights because yeah. there is a lot of dodging and you're just trying to throw shit because that's that's the big mechanic you do as the trainer. You throw stuff, so that's what you're doing. You're just hucking shit. But yeah, like you're just basically doing dodging and trying to hit that. But you also like open up big windows of opportunity to do big damage by like beating them and like one-off Pokemon fights is kind of interesting. What do you think about that, Dingo? I gotta say, I think these like boss fights are the weakest part of the game. <laughs> I I actually think they're incredibly boring. And I and you know how you were just saying how you can like do these one-off Pokemon fights with them to kind of stun them for a few seconds so you can just really throw those uh bombs at them. I never do that. I just keep throwing. <laughs> you I you honestly really don't have to. I, I <laughs> I did the Arcanine fight before and uh, like just before we got on this call actually. And yeah, like at the end of the fight, I lost the first time. I will say they're somewhat challenging, I find to a certain degree, but I also just am not always the best at like doing the reaction time shit. Oh, yeah, that's I, I fine. But I feel but... like for Pokemon, usually like the, the core audience they target is for kids. And I think for like children, oh, yeah, this is more than difficult enough. No, for sure. I can and, see and that is... for some of these fights, they can struggle. No, definitely. And I think that's definitely fair. And I, that is a fair point. But it, it just it does make me kind of chuckle a little bit still to have like this pop up of like, yeah. now when you're doing so. your dodge, the enemy attacks can't do damage to you. Yes. <laughs> oh. And it was it was pretty great. But no, like I, I get what you mean, though. They are very just like you just keep hucking shit and you keep dodging and then you just you know, if you want to do the fights, you can. It's not, like, a bad idea to do them, but, you know, it's not like you have to either, and it, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I prefer more of the exploration stuff and working around that. I and just I like understand the intention yeah. of it. Yeah. Like, because like, you got this new action game, you can't just have it just be turn-based combat for the boss fights, so that would be a and you know what? waste. That'd be lame. I, but I also, can, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what else they could have really done. 
Yeah. Really, but it's, I, yeah. I see the intention behind it and I can respect that a lot. And I also can just really respect the fact that they, they tried something different. It didn't yes. necessarily, that what that one decision didn't really pan out, but so much of this game does though. And okay. Yeah. Like, I think that's what, like, what are some of like, your favorite new additions? Dink? I want to, I want to really hear your thoughts for a bit. Okay. I've talked so much. Uh, okay. So, the one thing that I really like, I kind of mentioned before, it's the really small things that make me think, wow, this game is, I love this game. Lay it on us. So, lay, lay you've met me. this, uh, I would say they're the equivalent of like Team Rocket, the, the trio oh, yeah, of yeah. the sisters. I will say, I really like them. They're a really yes. fun addition to this. <laughs> yeah, so essentially you have this trio of sisters who essentially are Pokemon bandits. You encounter them a few times. I I do want to highlight they are called the misfortunes, and I yes. believe their names are what were they? Uh, it's oh, Coin and uh, I don't even remember anymore. Oh, fuck, no, I don't remember the other two either. Oh no, but I'm pretty sure they're all based off like characters from the Gen Four games. At least they're like ancestors. Really, I didn't realize that. I maybe I think so. One of them is the gym leader for the Ice types. I think. Okay. Ice type gym leader. One of them is one of the based off one of the Elite Four, I think. And then oh, I don't remember what the third one is. I'm pretty sure I saw a screenshot earlier today. I haven't run into the character, but I am pretty sure there is actually one for Cynthia as well, the really famous gym leader from that generation. Oh, you mean the champion? Or no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. She wasn't a gym leader. Sorry. No, yeah, she was the champion of the Elite Four. Yeah, no, you're right. I think. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I think it might be a spoiler. I don't want to say it. So, but I'm going <laughs> to okay. continue off my previous point. I don't think you've encountered it yet, but you can actually encounter one of those three just chilling outside in the wild. Really? And if you get too close to them, they'll actually challenge you to a Pokemon fight. Oh, that's Ooh, cool. That's cool. It just, yeah, they'll spawn randomly. And if you beat them, they'll drop essentially like Stardust or Nuggets, and it's the equivalent of oh. you getting money for beating a trainer. Oh, that's actually really cool. That I is, didn't. That is pretty deep. I hadn't encountered that before. That's awesome. Because yeah, like that—that's one thing I'll tell you, bees. With this game, trainer battles few and far between. You oh, do really? not do that. There, there are a few, but it's usually like you're running into like these characters who have been recurring through like the plot already. Like, there's this one dude Volo from the Ginkgo Guild that you'll run into a lot who will like challenge you to fights occasionally. Uh, the rival character to you in the Survey Corps is also like she'll challenge you or he'll challenge you to fights now and then too. Uh, and I think the guild lead, like the clan leaders, do sometimes, and certain other people like that, yeah. but. It's usually like story characters. There's not just like random other trainers that you fight because at where this game is set, people they, it's not a common thing for people to carry Pokemon with them right now. Like Pokeballs are a very new invention that that you that you craft out of nuts and rocks. I <laughs> oh, guys, oh. that is that is a nice like kind of a, also um, nod to like another the games as well because I remember the Johto games. Yes. Uh, the one guy Kurt can make uh balls that are like apricots apricots yeah which yeah. is pretty pretty uh dope wait are you serious yes. that it was apricots yeah. that he used? okay yeah. no no bees because the what yeah. the nut that i'm talking about that you use to craft them in the game are called apricorns oh that's pretty that's pretty decent that's oh, no, like yeah. wow that's a deep cut reference if yeah. that's actually why no. they did that that's no, wild 
That's so, holy shit. I will say, I I'm gonna show on this game a little bit during this time. I'm not gonna. Okay, lie. no, go for uh, it. I want to hear. I want to hear all the thoughts. So they've been really good at like going back in like previous games, grabbing bits of lore, and using that lore to really. Ex- Band on this game. Oh yeah, one I'll Ooh. highlight before you get all negative. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it go is. Ahead. I did really like that they actually had a little mini side quest, as basic as it was, that actually addressed like how frightening Drifloon is. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there's straight up one where I saw the mess. Like when I got the side quest, I picked up the the requests as they call them, the little side missions yeah. you can do. I picked that one up, and it's like, oh, hey, we have we've had reports that there's some kid, uh, like a boy out on the beach, like late at night, playing with a drift loon, and I'm like, oh, oh, oh no, that this kid's is, gonna die. This is bad. <laughs> and like straight up, when you go find him, he's like behind this shed, and like you go and talk to him, and he's like, help, drift loon won't let me go, and I'm like, yeah, oh, not, no. oh no. <laughs> And you have to beat Drifloon, and then he fucks off, and then yeah. the kid goes back, and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna post more guards out on the beach now. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna say, the one thing I think, lore-wise, I think they changed something. I don't know if they changed it, or they just never really properly explained it, but I think it's really stupid. Okay. So, Pokeballs, we kind of talked about, it's a, this is, you know, they changed a bit of how they work, because this is like, Old, like olden days, they can't really work the same way as they do in the normal Pokemon games. But how right. they explain it is how the Pokemon get in the Pokeballs is that they just shrink. They have the ability to shrink. <laughs> yeah, okay, Damn. that I'll give you. That one, that one also was another one of those little details in this that really fucked me up. Because, yeah, I talked to Stu about that recently, too, and we were laughing pretty hard at that. Because, yeah, they, they do make a very clear point. Professor Aventon, he is not subtle. He is 100% clear. Like, there's no misunderstanding. The way Pokeballs work is they shrink the Pokemon down. I always thought, okay, like, I know this is a weird comparison, but you know in Borderlands, right, where you have, like, the, the they have the whole yes. thing that they talk about with, like, the digital thing where, like, they can make matter into, like, digital shit and, like, store it yeah. away and stuff. I forget what they fucking called it in that, but it, I always thought it was like that because you I can stick Pokemon so in the PCs and stuff, and yeah. you see that they turn into, like, a beam of energy and go back in the balls and the show yeah. and everything. That was, and even in the games, that was always what I understood. And then they're like, no, they just get real small. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just all Pokemon have the innate ability to shrink. <laughs> but like they make no effort. And like, I don't mind it in a way because you don't need to explain how Pokeballs work. Yeah. I don't yeah, really I, care. I think that's fine. Like just it's whatever. But I just at think the it's so time, stupid and ridiculous. <laughs> at the same time, Pokemon. like, how can you just be like, okay, they shrink down real small and just ask like put that out there and then not and because like the problem the problem i have with that explanation is that just leaves more fucking questions than answers yeah it does oh my god Uh. like like i have more questions how okay how do you with a rock and a fucking nut Yeah. How did how is it that this ball is what triggers them to shrink? What yeah. triggers them to shrink? Why can't they just shrink whenever they want to? Like why do they willing why does the ball force them to shrink or why do they willingly shrink to fit in the ball? I feel like it's one of those things they really struggle to explain narratively because like it's really hard to justify why you would trap Pokemon in balls all the time, I feel yes. like. 
And I feel like it's one of those things where the game really doesn't want it to frame it like it's a bad thing. And like it's something that Pokemon are fine with. And I, I can accept it. Like yes. it's whatever. It's a it's like a narrative. It's I don't know. It's it's one of those things like you can just kind of accept because that's just one of the things about the game. Like, I don't know. I feel like there could be better ways to explain it, but it's also like, I don't know. It's tricky, but it feels like they did not really come up with a good explanation. And the problem with it is it just, I don't know. It just opens so many more questions about like, why, why is that how this works? Oh, it's so good, man. Oh my God. I don't know. It's, it's definitely the one, the one thing that I'm like, I don't know. One of a few small things that I don't really care for with it, but yeah, I can't complain too, too much, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, but also to add to the Pokeball thing, I find it really good, cool detail that the Diamond and Pearl clans, they don't use Pokeballs. They just befriend the Pokemon and the Pokemon just follow them, essentially. Yeah. That's that I thought was kind of interesting as a comparison. I, because, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, well, there there is the whole thing. Like the the this the system still exists in this game for like friendship with Pokemon, like yeah. it did in the the core games. Yeah. Um, there is an NPC in the main town you can talk to to like get him to tell you about the status and everything. But, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting comparison. But I don't know. I still feel like it's a hard <laughs> like none of their justifications that they try to provide. I feel like actually justify it. <laughs> But yeah, at the same time, just, it's like I accept it as a convention of the franchise. It's fine, but you know, on another level, like at the same time, I just love how it's brought up by like the other clans. They're like, you guys put your Pokemon balls. What? Why would you do that? <laughs> why not just hang out with them, befriend them? <laughs> it's like, huh? I, but then I wouldn't be able to catch them. <laughs> then you just can't conveniently carry them around. I know, right? And to be fair, they all have like one or two Pokemon each, so that's where kind of it isn't really efficient. But I just love that <laughs> the technology has just been developed, and there's people like, why would you do that? I feel like I feel like that really is the game's main justification, though. Now that I think of it, it's just literally that you you can carry more of them with you at a time, <laughs> and that's basically it. But at the same time, in that same breath, this game like rewards you for just catching Pokemon all the goddamn time. Yes, <laughs> and that that's one, that is one thing. Yeah. yeah, I really like saw that was very hyped or uh, a very prominent feature of this game is yeah, just catching them. Like yeah. not really battling them. You could you can battle them, but like catching them is the main aspect. Yeah, it it is it's a very big part of it cuz like when you leave the area, you actually get paid based on like how many pokemon you catch. Okay, that's Like there's cool. other there's other factors to it, but it is one of them. And it's something interesting cuz I feel like in a lot of ways like they kind of found a way to like do a whole new action game kind of approach to it, like open world action, very obviously Breath of the Wild inspired, but also blend in not just the core series like mechanics and gameplay and everything you'd expect from that, but also mix in kind of what they managed to hit on with Pokemon Go and just how fun it is to just go and catch a bunch of Pokemon and collect a bunch of Pokemon, not just like, you know, kind of like you would in the games, but there, there's like actually like rewards to it like and just even like when you complete random pokemon battles you get rewards now you get like crafting items and stuff and if it's alpha pokemon you get like 
XP candy that you can buy even too later in the game yeah. to just like let like give your Pokemon free experience basically. Well, free other than you either have to earn it through beating alphas or you're you know spending money to buy them that you earn through playing the game. But you know, I don't know. Like it's just that alone, and that's not even covering all the cool new shit in this. Like there's so many things, like the whole turn order system and how you can view the turn order and stuff now while you're in match. All the good like quality of life features for matches now. Like when you swap Pokemon in a match, when you're looking at the Pokemon in your menu, it will show you all of the moves your Pokemon has and whether they will be super effective, effective, or not effective against the target that you're going up against. Yep. That's super cool and convenient. So you don't have to guess and remember, like, oh, what moves does Pokemon have again? Oh, will these be effective against that type? It just tells you. I think and that's been in the last couple of games. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah. it's a great quality of life because there's a lot of players that don't know the type chart effectiveness. Oh yeah, and it's just like it. Even I don't perfectly remember it at this oh, point. Yeah. No, I have a sure. general good idea, but there's sometimes like is does that work? Because then you also have Pokemon of two types, and sometimes one type cancels out what you're going to attack them with, and it's like it's very nice to just have it simplify and be like, okay, I know this guy; he's going to be able to take this guy down exactly exactly it's so it's just it's so many nice things like that and just like you know you can start battles by like just you just throw a pokeball at a pokemon with like one of your pokemon in it and that triggers the battle and then you can also sneak up on them and because you can use that to sneak up on them and catch them but you can also sneak around them and hit them from the back and if you do that, when you throw a Pokemon at them to like start a fight, you actually get like a first turn bonus. You get like double turns basically right off the hop because you caught them by surprise. It's a feature in a ton of modern JRPGs, and Pokemon's finally caught up to that. Oh yeah, yeah. it only took them twenty years, but better late than never. <laughs> I mean, I know you said it earlier, Big B, but um, one thing that looks that I really like about the game is that like you can literally just walk out to like. Because before, um, there was a big no-no uh, of, like, walking into the grass without a Pokemon. Like, there was a big stipulation, like, don't do it. Like, if you do it, you're oh, yeah. going to die. This game, you, 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 you can do it, and you will die. But you can just walk up to a Snorlax, and it will hyper-beam you. Just yes. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Because there, there is no, like, tall grass in this. It, like, it's a thing in the game. But it it is not in there to serve anything near the purpose that it used to. It's not that you walk through it to trigger random encounters to either try and catch Pokemon or grind train or whatever. You use it to hide. Like, it's just you duck down in the grass because you have the crouch and you use the crouch to sneak around. You, like, you know, in a lot of other modern games, then you crouch in the tall grass and you are, like, that much more, like, invisible to the Pokemon. But the problem is there's only tall grass in certain spots and they can move around a bunch of different places. And if you're trying to get into a certain position, you may have to, like, work around through areas that don't have grass. So that's all about, like, plotting your route. But in this game, like, Pokemon encounters are just wandering mobs now. They're not, like you know, these random encounters anymore, you can choose to work around them and avoid them. And there are points later where you can actually get summonable like ride Pokemon kind of a la sun and moon and stuff. And you can just zoom around and just avoid a lot of fights. If you want to, you don't have to fight through a lot of stuff in this. If you don't really want to, they mm-hmm. let you kind of sidestep it and make it a lot more convenient, but oh, yeah. it's yeah. Like you said, Pokemon can harm you now. And yeah, if you just walk up to a big alpha Snorlax, he's going to put the hurt on you real bad. 
and your character will get sent back. And then as another really cool feature, I'm just trying to hit on as many cool things because yeah, I, sure. I really want to, you know what? We're in the recommendation section already. I'm just recommending this game. <laughs> I agree. Just it's that's it but like you die you lose all you lose goods out of your satchel when you die and if that happens what's really interesting is another player on if they're online connected you're online connected when you went down they can actually go and recover your satchel by going to where you lost it in that place in the world and if they do that you get like basically points that you can spend on rewards which can buy you anything from like pokeballs to rare candies to like basically a shitload of different evolution items to just like evolve different Pokemon and stuff. One of which I do want to highlight, this will be my last little note and I'll, maybe I'll let Dingo say a few more things, but I, <laughs> one of the items that you can use to evolve, they included in this game was specifically for Pokemon that normally you would have to trade evolve by like doing trading basically. So like Alakazam or Haunter, right? Or well, Al Kadabra to evolve into Alakazam oh, or yeah. Hunter to evolve into Gengar. But they have an item in this game that lets you bypass that, and you can just use that item to evolve them. And that item, it, it's the item image is made, meant to look kind of like a necklace, but the item is called the linking cable, which is very obviously meant to be a reference to the old GB link cable that you would use to basically connect to other Game Boys to trade Pokemon back on like the original Game Boy, which. I thought was a really cool nod because you're literally giving him a link cable so that he can evolve. That is and I'm like, that's really cool. That is a pretty cool nod. Oh, so good. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going here. Lay okay. it on us. Yeah. Lay it. So. Oh, where, where should I start here? Uh, this is going to be a long episode. Yeah, I think so. Too. <laughs> so I'm going to hit on some things that, I don't exactly love or or just generally negative things about the game in my opinion. I think the most common uh thing I hear and I kind of agree with negative thing about this game is that the textures are very mid. Yeah, I've heard some like, like some of the backgrounds like trees on the greatest. Yeah, just So Here's the thing. I, 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 because I had a conversation with Sue about this, as I've mentioned a couple times already. I, he presented a theory that I feel is very valid, which was basically someone at like Game Freak or whoever had developed this basically presented this as like a tech demo and like an idea of like, hey, this is a cool concept, isn't it? And like, look at this thing we built. And then they basically got told, hey, make that a game in like this amount of time. And that was not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> or they were not given enough resources or something. But it definitely feels like this got rushed a little bit. Like there's a few places like when I like that Arcanine fight I did earlier, my boyfriend pointed out during the fight, they have the character model still there for the three NPCs you talked to yeah. right before the fight but they did not take the time to reposition the models. So they were at least watching the fight. Like you would think they would be. Uh, they're, just still, away. they're still staring where they were before. And the little, like little gateway area leading into it, facing where you would have been like walking up to it when you talked to them before, but they're yeah. just like, no, we're not going to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we can't watch you die. They, they don't care. 
So oh. like, it's it's things like that. I, I can definitely agree. There's some weird little graphics and texture yeah. load issues. There's been some points where the, gla- the grass has definitely flickered. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen like shadows flicker and stuff. The one thing that really annoys me is that when you c- try to catch Pokemon in the water or even in the sky, the Pokeball will be very distorted. The spray the really? image of Sprite of the... Because it's under the water, and it just screws up all the textures. Huh. Interesting. It, yeah, it just... Uh, I always notice this when I catch Pokemon on the lawns. like, oh my god, that looks awful. Huh. So, yeah. I haven't noticed that as much, but I'll... Uh, now I feel like I'm gonna notice it now, because yes. you pointed that out to me. Ah. <laughs> uh, and again, like, graphics are usually not, like, my biggest concern when playing a game. Oh, like, yeah. it's, like, other than, like, the small details, this game still looks pretty okay. <laughs> I feel like... I, I just feel like compared to, like, Breath of the Wild, where this is a game that launched yeah. with the Switch, this is a downgrade, which is kind of disappointing. Yeah, and I, I can understand some people having a bit of a gripe with that to some degree. I, I again, I'm kind of in the same boat. I personally... Everything else about the game, I'm so happy with. I don't even really care. It's such a good Pokemon experience. It delivers for me on all the areas it really needed to. But yeah, no, I I can agree with what you're saying. And I I feel like I would appreciate it that much more if they did kind of get the graphics really nailed down. But the thing that I'm really hoping from this and that I, I think I'd mentioned to you and Dougie before in that little chat we had talking about the, this game for a little bit now, I I'm hoping that they basically just learn that like, Hey, people responded not super great to sun and moon. It was pretty mixed. Yeah. But, or not so, well, sun and moon to a certain degree, but more so sword and shield. Sorry. Yes. is what I meant to say. Yeah. But this game was received super well. Yeah. A lot of people see this as a big advancement for the franchise. And I hope that what well, I really hope they don't try to go back to what the games were before this. And I hope this is basically like they learn the right lessons. Like, I don't think it needs to be exactly the same type of experience again. I just think that there are lessons learned here that they need to like continue to implement and going forward. Like, I don't think there's, there's steps forward that they have taken that I don't think they can take back that. Yeah. If they were to, it would feel like a lesser experience at this point. Yeah. Like, I feel like if they take like the action element out of the, like out of the next title and they just straight up go back to what the equivalent of sword and shield is, nobody will receive it. Well, yeah. Yeah, Now that you've, we've seen that you can do this. Even if you try to go back to like the old formula, if you don't at least try and incorporate some of the action-oriented elements that you've implemented in this game, people are just going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I, yeah, no, go on, B. Sorry, I didn't oh, cut you off. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm, I am very, one of those many people who are really hoping that, yeah, this is like groundbreaking foundation for like a new era of Pokemon games. I really hope so too. And because like, this is the thing, like what I really hope as much as like, that's a possibility. The other possibility is, and what I really hope is the case, like really, really hope that the next game is just, it builds on this and just makes a much better version of Pokemon legends as it is right now. Yeah. Like I hope the next game, even if it doesn't necessarily have all the same elements, as long as it kind of reaches some of those same points and really kind of hits the same stuff as well, 
and, and does it with better graphics and just a, a little bit more to it. Because here's the thing, the, gra- the presentation in this game is still pretty great, though. Like, the one thing I will say, as much as the textures and stuff maybe are lacking a little bit, the animations, especially for the Pokemon, which is 100% where it matters in this game, yeah. are stellar compared to like so what I've seen from Sword and Shield. Yes. I'll say, haven't played Sword and Shield myself, just as a disclaimer, but all everything that I've seen online from videos of other people playing it and all the trailers and stuff, the Pokemon are so much more dynamic in this. I am so impressed how many of them have like sl- distinct sleeping animations yes. and all these other different oh like emotional God. reactions and stuff and like all these different like things that they can do and the the ev- evolution animations are really cool and dynamic now and like I don't know all the move animations are super cool too. There's not one move I think I've seen in this where I've been like, eh, that was a pretty meh animation or whatever. Like there's some that are going to be obviously a lot more basic, like tackle is going to be, you know, it's tackle. It's not going to be exactly wild, but you know, it's, it's still like a lot of them look really cool. They have some really cool looks like, I don't know, these big flashy kind of moves, but they don't look, I don't know. They just, they look good. They, they, I don't know. They, they have an impact. They, ah, I don't know. It's really good. I really like it. Nope. Yeah, I 100% agree. The animations, top notch. Big, big endorsement from this this guy. Okay, next point, because I'm still going in. Oh, boy. So, a good thing about this game. I think you may have played a little bit. I don't know if you ever bought it. Uh, the Let's Go games. Okay, I hadn't, but I've heard a decent bit about them. Yeah. So, I bought Let's Go Eevee, and the first half of the game, I really enjoyed it. Okay. I found the second half though, the whole catching gimmick that they essentially tried to recreate from Pokemon Go got really repetitive and really frustrating. Oof, that's kind of unfortunate. Like, I've, because whether you want to grind or get like the candies for the Pokemon so you can increase their stats, you have to continuously catch them. Uh, I see. And I found at the second half of the game, the they increased the difficulty of how of catch of the catch rate of them, but the mechanics weren't updated enough to really follow. So it felt like even though I had all these ultra balls, I was going through like five or six each time to try and catch these things. Oh, I see. And, yeah, like because you can't make it too easy. But yeah. yeah, that's and then sometimes the Pokemon would just randomly run away and ruin your streak, which means you're getting less stuff and. Oof. Over, I just found the second half of the game. Oh, even though I think it was, I would say it's better than Sword and Shield in terms of like maybe not com- in terms of like competitive Pokemon because it's just like the first 150, but I felt like it was kind of refined. Just maybe take out the catching mechanic. Yeah. Uh, well, this I game, though, like, I find yeah. it never got that bad. Like, I'm at I, the end game yeah. and I find. I mean, if I really want to, I probably could catch these later Pokemon with Pokeballs. I would definitely go through a few, but I definitely could. And, like, Ultra Balls, maybe three at most. But if you like, get them from behind or get them distracted, there's a good chance you'll catch them on the first one. Oh, yeah. Which, like, which I, I've been impressed. go really fast and really makes it enjoyable. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, it's it's fun too. Just like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna plan out this whole strategy because they have all these different items that can like help you get catch stuff like improved yeah. and stuff like that. And there's ones that work better on certain Pokemon than others. There's all kinds of different balls that you can get and stuff mm-hmm. too and craft and 
it's there's a lot to it i think you had made a point before about like the because there's the whole thing too with the the like pokemon dispositions and like whether they're like mellow or they're kind of yes. like skittish and stuff like that and those can be cool because that those are ones where like they won't just engage you immediately they'll just kind of they might just they might not really care. They might just be chill around you, like very. They might just run right away. Yeah, other ones will just like, yeah, I don't want to like fuck this, like Starly and uh, the uh, Glamiao and stuff like yeah. that. They'll just they'll just peace. But a lot of them will just be like, nah, fuck you. I'm fighting you. <laughs> Come at me. Yeah, bro. I wish there was a little more variation because it feels like eighty percent of Pokemon will just attack you on sight, and then yeah. it's like ten might run, ten might just stare at you, like, hey, what's going on? yeah well that's the thing i do wish there was a bit more variance i feel like it was one of those things they probably had early on but they had to strike a good balance between like well we want this to be challenging and not just to let people run by everything without consequence but at the same time it's also like what do you do because i mean i feel like they just needed more variance in terms of like how the pokemon can interact with you and what they can do with you i personally think one thing they could have done and because they introduce it in a little side mission is the whole thing where there's one mission you get where a palms like, Oh, like an a palm stole some dude's thing and yeah. ran off with it. Why can't Pokemon like a palm come up and steal an item out of your satchel and run off with it. And then you have to decide, do you let it just get away with the item or do you chase it down and have a fight? There's actually one Pokemon. I think that actually does a little unique thing like that. See, but I think more Pokemon they could yeah, leverage yes. that. Yeah, more. Oh, sure, I agree. But I'm saying, like, I don't. I think in general, most Pokemon we either behave in one of three ways. But I've noticed there's one Pokemon that behaves very differently, and it's Blissey. Oh, you know what? I just had a Friggin thought Blissey. that would be. You know what? Here's what. Here's here's. If you approach gonna... Blissey when you're hurt, Blissey will actually like go towards you, and the idea yeah, is that really? it's trying to heal you. <laughs> wow really yeah well that's so cool i do like that because there was (laughs) there was the one little side mission that was very on the nose where you helped the the leader of the medical corps pacell and you and she's like man imagine if someday in the future we got facilities where people and pokemon work together to heal each other (laughs) (laughs) and like you see her outfit too and it's so like I actually, I'm pretty sure it was intentionally designed to be like a proto version of like the outfit that the nurse nurses Joy. wear. Nurse Joy, well, yeah. I, uh, but I'm, I may have to look it up and see, but I feel like it was maybe even meant to look like the nurses look like at the Pokemon centers in Diamond and Pearl, potentially Possibly. too. Um, okay. I'm going to keep going off. <laughs> so, negative thing. Cool thing oh. that you can like style your character as you want like there's lots of hairstyles and clothes i think most of the clothes though look like shit and there isn't enough variation in terms of actual clothes oh so i i'm a little disappointed to hear that because i was hoping there was going to be more interesting stuff that came but yeah i I do agree on on at least the variation different types of clothes i do like the outfits that they have but yeah i was hoping for a few more interesting outfit styles but they do introduce a few more, but I find, like, essentially when you go in a new area, the clothes dresser and the hairdresser will have new quests, and essentially if you complete them, they get oh. more in stock. I find I, for I the clothes... The, I was wrong about the Pokemon Center lady. I'm sorry I lied. It's all good. <laughs> I, I googled it because oh, I yeah, wanted to fine. make sure I wasn't spouting bullshit, but go on. 
I find they a lot of the times they just add new patterns and colors for existing clothing. And I feel like there's only like in terms of like shirts, it feels like there's only like five different types of shirts. And then the long yeah. list is just colors and patterns. Yeah. I'm still that's rocking the normal survey outfit that you get right at the beginning. Because I feel like Damn. everything else is trash. It, it so that's not I don't know. I don't entirely agree, but at the same time, I do kind of see where you're coming from. I think for me, the ones I've really loved have been like the footwear and the like the hats and the the like eyewear stuff. But that's yeah, fair. the the other ones. I mean, I do like that I can get a karate gi. I like that I can get a whole big, like, full suit if I want. That. Yes. Those those are the good ones. But yeah, there there are a lot of just, here's this type of kimono. Here's another type of kimono. Yeah. And, and, like, and yeah. I don't mind, like, the colorations you get. Like, the fan, I do will say, I do like the look of the fancy kimono. That one in particular. I have really? my guy in that. Yeah, I have him wearing the, oh, okay. the Ursa Luna coloration one that you get. Okay. Because I, I like Ursa Luna a lot. Because I like Ursa Ring a lot. I'm, yeah, Ursa I, I don't think I need one. to explain my, yes. my certain bears. That's that's my whole deal. Um, But yeah. Yeah, if you, it just feels like a lot of the variation you get in the clothing store is just coloring different outfits. And since I don't like most of the outfits, I just have been sticking with the normal one that you get right at the beginning. Oh, that's fair. And it's a little disappointing, but... Overall, small thing. I'm usually not too huge on, you know, customizing your character, so it's fine. You know what? I think that's fair, but I do have to say, I think I'll say we we went we ran on a little long today. So <laughs> we'll, give me one more chance, one more thing. I gotta say it. This is, this is the final. I, I'm this fine. Is the final thing. To you. So there. In terms of the side quests, there's some really good ones, and then there are some absolute dog shit requests. Okay, but here's the thing: I will get. I will say, I think the team that developed that, on more than any other negative point that you've given, deserves a complete mulligan on that because I feel like that is true of like a majority of games for sure. Side quest system. I want to say the one side quest. That I think is just the worst one in the game. Okay. You have not seen it yet. You're not far enough oh. yet, but in my opinion, it is the worst one. And I think there is a pattern of just there is many quests where it, is it, it just feels is he, lazy. If talk is talking about it gonna spoil anything no, like it's gonna story nothing. wise. No, nothing. Okay, well then tell us about it. Don't yeah. don't just leave us with like, I'm no, I'm gonna tell you. I'm just trying to explain okay. like there's some quests oh, where it's it feels like they really thought it out and did something interesting or they really brought it back to like lore and then there's other ones so it's like how can you have like this like jewel like the wormhole one and then have this dog shit one like you called this in the wormhole so, one is particularly great and i do i i haven't seen the end of it yet but i'm at the stage where i i it's going where i guessed it was gonna go and it's yeah. really funny oh my god it's so good so do you want to know about this side story bees with the wormhole real I, I am interested w what happens to this wormhole so there's a guard that you meet uh named beauregard <laughs> and he's like hey I've heard about this Pokemon named Wurmple that can evolve in this really beautiful Pokemon named Beautifly. I'd really like to have one. So he asks you to go and get one for him. So you do. You go and you catch the Wurmple, you bring it back. 
And he's like, and then you get to pick it. The cool thing with this one, you get to actually pick out the name for it. And all the names are hilarious because they all start with like Bo, like B-E-A-U, like his name does. Uh, but also goes into like Beaut to like be like Beautifly. Uh, and then you can pick the names. I'll just say, just for sake of it, I picked Bo Jean because I loved that. I also picked Bo Jean. Because <laughs> I thought that was the best name. And then the whole thing is he's all hyped up because he's really excited for it to uh, evolve into a Beautifly. And I'm sure you know, Bees, Wormpole can evolve into two different Pokemon. Yep. Silcoon and Cascoon. Cascoon evolves into Beautifly. And I'm sure, as you know, what Silcoon oh, evolves Silcoon into. Silcoon evolves into Beautifly. Cascoon. Yeah, yeah. That makes oh, yes. Sorry. I, I misspoke. Right. It's still good. Um, guess which of the two his Wormpole ends up evolving into a little bit later when you go and check in on him. <laughs> And he he gets the dust ox. Oh, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I don't know quite what's going to happen there, but yeah, he's basically... Well, with the cascoon, he's going to get a dust ox. It straight up evolves. You see it's evolving into cascoon. He's like, oh man, I'm so excited. It's going to be a beautifly soon. And it's just like, if you know, you know. But that's the thing I think is... Oh, sorry. Keep talking to him and keep checking the, the... Quest board because there is a sequel or like another quest after oh, where it's like he essentially, without spoiling what happened, he's just like, People have been telling me like this isn't like a silicone, but they gotta be crazy, right? He's just in straight up denial. <laughs> Damn, wow, that's even funnier. But that's the thing that I liked with that little development was like, I I could have passed over that very easily. I just yes. happened to go and talk to him and it triggered it. Yeah. And no. Because I had reached a certain point in the story that when I went and talked to him at that point, it, enough time had passed. Because you literally stand there while uh, the Wormpole evolves. Bo Jean, I should yes. say. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I said the name. My boyfriend's over there shaking his head like, what the fuck? So you have quests like that that are actually quite well thought of and just overall good. And then you have quests like you're going to get in the next area you're going to go. Oh boy. And essentially, you know how the camps work at this point, that right, you right, get yeah. one camp to start, and then when you're like partway through the area, I need to start you can establish another. <laughs> I, you can I, essentially I, establish another camp. I have not set up the secondary camp for either of the two second areas that you go really? to. I need to actually do that. I, I just get very into like, I'm just going to catch dudes. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> you know what? It's all good. For the fourth area, I'm going to describe to you the quest. It's very short. So you, you come upon the guy, and he's like, hey, I was going to establish this camp here, but I see this bronze ore across the way, and it's just watching me. Can you, can you like check it out see what's going on here? So yeah, you agree, and you interact with the bronze ore. It literally just turns around, it says nothing, and the camera points to another bronze ore across the river. And that's it. The game is obviously telling you, Go interact with the other Bronzor. So you go across the river, you take like 20 steps, you interact with the Bronzor, and it, it just like does its Bronzor thing. The guy comes up and it's like, hey, so uh, what, what happened to the Bronzors? Oh, this Bronzor's hurt. Let me heal it. He goes ahead and heals it. And he's like, okay, well, that problem is solved. Camp's already set up. We're good to go. Quest over. The quest revolves, wow. involves you taking 20 steps talking to a bronzor and then taking another 20 steps and talking to another bronzor. I, nice. You know, in a certain way, a part of me would be almost just kind of like, well, at least that was fast, but like at the same time, 
I also agree with you. Yeah, that's pretty fucking whack. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, and I understand that not every quest is going to be, like, great. No, and I'm fine I'll, with I'll that. agree, though, that, that your, your descriptor of that as dog shit is pretty accurate. <laughs> like, there, and you know what? I feel like there's a couple more quests that are just like, eh, that's not a winner. And I would be okay with those quests still if I found the rewards for half of these quests were even decent. You know, I'll say, I don't know, they're not always awful. There's a fair few that give, like, I, at least I found, give, like, the XP candy. Yes, there are. But then there's some that just give you, like, ingredients or materials that you can easily find. I suppose and not even true. a lot. And it's like, wow, this quest, honestly, a waste of my time. I don't know. Depending <laughs> on what they give you, I don't know if I completely agree. I find I burn through Pokeballs and potions enough that I go through like the, the materials you use for those quite a lot. So I don't mind getting those a lot just because it helps me keep them in stock. But I've, I don't know, man. I find I don't go through a lot of potions. So I just find I, you I know, know, for whatever I, reason, I, made, I go back to the camps. Maybe so we maybe just it's because you don't do the camps. Very, maybe we just don't play Pokemon very similarly. <laughs> I have a very brute force method. <laughs> I think part of it is you don't have a lot of camps. So you are like, I really don't want to go back to camp. I That is also, I'll say that is also true. I, I usually burn through potions and revives quite a bit because like, yeah. Yeah, I don't usually want to go back to camp. And yeah, that's so fair. True. When you have like the other camps and stuff, you can just be like, okay, this isn't very far. I'm just going to go back to camp and quickly heal and yeah. put stuff away because I find my satchel's always full. I'll say I there was a, a brief period where I didn't realize there were additional side missions to unlock those other camps. Yeah. I've never completed them at this point. But that is something I'm probably going to... Well, you yeah, know but, what? Yeah, yeah go on. Once you unlock those camps, though, I find I don't use potions that much. So when I do get the materials for potions... At this point in the game, it's like, I can just buy tons of potions. These materials mean nothing to me. <laughs> this is pointless. <laughs> well, you're, you're rich enough where you can just spend the monies. Exactly. I so, think, I think we need. I think we need to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, I will we say, though, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm just, I will establish, so there are gripes of this game, but I think overall, like B said, this is a breath of fresh air, and I love it. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. so good. It's so good. I'm going to say recommendation corner. That's both of our recommendations. Yes. We're not going to talk anymore. We have spoken so much. Yeah. Is there anything you wish to shout out, Bees? And I will tell you this week, if you have nothing, that's okay. We can just move on. I mean, I, I kind of... All this talk is just making me want to get the game, so I guess the recommendation to myself is go buy the game. Damn. damn. Yes. Join, join us. Join the cult. Join the cult, yeah. <laughs> the cult of Arceus. The post-game in this game is also really good. Last thing. Ooh, oh, that, that's I'm good, because Pokemon games are notorious for garbage post-games. Mm -hmm. Can you do... Okay, one last thing I just want yeah. to throw out there. Can you do, like, battling with other people, like, remote, kind of, like, that sort of deal? Or is there's, that not a thing? Do you, you mean, do? like, PvP? Yeah, like... You, no, there's no pvp in this game i think you can trade oh yeah i had noticed you can trade i couldn't remember if there's any or yeah but i, I don't encounter there's, if there's anything for bad but, yeah, no, but yeah no you there's no competitive battling in this game oh huh, that's, that's which, which if if you really like that about pokemon maybe that's a point against it i guess but yeah i suppose I guess. but the battle system is drastically changed enough that yeah i don't know if you even dig the new changes 
Yeah, I suppose that is true. I, I mean, I, it does need to be like a, you know, you connect and do like random online, but like just to let you connect with other friends or even just locally, just to like, hey, let's do a quick little fight. Like, yeah. I'm kind of surprised there's nothing for that, but hey, maybe I, they I do an update later. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if that, that was kind of introduced. DLC. Yeah. I honestly, I hope they release DLC for this. I would not be opposed to that. As long as it's not like super, like just, hey, here's like five new outfits for like $10. <laughs> Horse don't, armor. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> well, deer armor, I guess. In this yes. Case. Okay, we have to stop. <laughs> All right. No, keep All right, going. Well, you know you want to. This has been an absolutely gargantuan episode 57 uh i yeah we really happy you guys came out and listened to this especially for how long it was this week yeah really uh check out pokemon legends arceus if that was not a clear takeaway at this point um thank you dingo for coming on and talking about pokemon a lot yeah big thanks to dingo for joining us this week i always love talking about pokemon it's pretty good um yeah, shout out to our boy Zoo for the use of our intro and outro music. Yeah, check him out. Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter. We are also on Twitter at Balcony underscore Banter. I'm also on Twitter at Big B the Wizard. I post art sometimes. Um, I think that's it. It all ends. <laughs>